when that shit is on, <laughs> let me drop some shit like this here. At night I can't sleep, I toss and turn, candlesticks in the dark, visions of bodies being burned. Four walls just staring at a nigga, I'm paranoid sleeping with my finger on the trigger. My mother's always dressing, I ain't living right. But, but I ain't going out without a fight. See, every time my eyes close, I start sweating. And blood kept coming out my nose. But I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back. I can see him when I'm deep in the covers. When I awake, I don't see the motherfucker. He'll go back and down. I hear we're Somebody left their stuff in here. Chief Sock. Ooh. Speaking about cheese fans and backpacks being left where they shouldn't be left. And sucking. Anyways, uh, shout out to all the people watching us on StreamYard, listening to us on the Good News radio station. I'm P.D. Camarillo. I'm Kenneth Frank James Berry. And we're live from the Latinx studio out in Culver City. First time being here. Best smelling studio I've ever been in in my life. Like the lavender. I love the pur- purple theme. Chairs are more comfy here. This was a little squeaky, but that's yeah, okay. a little nicer. Everything's just a little bit nicer. The church's money is well spent. Uh, but yeah, so we're here today to talk about a lot of stuff. Um, as we transition on the studios, Vanessa couldn't be here, so um, and no, what you guys might be thinking, we didn't get traded uh, to TGN Latinx Latinx. Uh, it could be possible, though. I mean, we already meet mm-hmm. the requirements. Two minorities, one Latino, one black. I mean, it's really like the perfect harmony. It's like ebony and like off-white. Because, you know, ivory isn't off-white. Are you just going to totally ignore that joke? It wasn't that funny. It wasn't supposed to be. I thought you had something Sorry, to Sorry, I'm just tweeting out the links. Don't, I, don't mind me. I was just throwing up a layup because I assumed you were going to attack it, but never mind. Cool. Um, but yeah, man, touchdowns and tangents, shout out to squad affiliates. Obviously, you know, good news sports, good news radio. Everybody who supports and likes us and tolerates us. Um, and, tolerates a good word. Yeah. And most importantly, um, shout out to Burger Kings that try to stall you out, uh, when you pay with a card and they're like, nah, your card don't work. And it's like, nah, it's probably cause the plastic is runny. Cause I use it so much. Don't play me like I'm broke. Fuck red flag. Fuck out of here. That's a red, red flag. It's a red flag when people say, oh, our card machine don't work. And then act like your card is the problem. Like, bitch, don't do that to me. I'm an adult out I here. I got too much PTSD of being broke. I, I spend money out here freely now. But honestly, though, that like Burger King, I forget they have really good shakes. They really do. I told you that. Like, there's a high... You told me that like six years ago. Calm down. There's like a hierarchy of shakes. Like I judge you by how good your ice cream is, how good your chicken strips are, and if you do serve alcohol, um, how runny are your drinks? Because if you serve runny drinks, I'm pretty sure all the employees that work there hate it there. So I don't want to drink there. But um, speaking of people that hated places and employees who are no longer there, John Gruden's ass got fired. I mean, you could say he quit, he resigned, but one thing we know is white people don't get fired, especially white people with racist backgrounds. They don't get fired. They get transferred. He'll probably have a job in like five years. It might not be in college, but it'll probably be announcing games somewhere, you know. But 
And by the way, his son Deuce is actually a trainer on the Raiders. I don't know why, because, I mean, all they do is get hurt and get bullied in the trenches. So what are you training them to do except to get their ass kicked and maybe hit two, two plates ten times? So is that what we're starting with? Uh, I'm starting with violence, um, and it's just going to slowly build up like a shitty Halloween 2 movie that Rob Zombie made. Yeah, that was a really So do you want to recap? Or you want me to recap, and then you can just talk about it. I think you need to just recap, because I'm just going to keep throwing shots. All right, so essentially what had happened was, um, Friday, the whole news came out about John Gruden and his emails. This is when we first heard about the emails. The first email that we heard about was Damari Smith, or in John Gruden's case, I'm trying to figure out what mic this is. Is this two? Three? Where's your one on three? All right. Yeah. So essentially, John Gruen called the NFLPA head director, Damari Smith, Dumassi Smith, or some, some stupid play on words, which someone already talked about it. Heavily just, loaded with mayonnaise. Just that in itself is really the most offensive thing because he's actually one of the most successful. Attorneys. Lawyers in all of America. That's how he got his position. And as my friend Kenny here will admit a thousand times over. I said it last week. Black people don't get anywhere in this country being stupid. So the fact that he's the, the top of his profession, he cold. didn't get there by being stupid. Yeah. So in addition to that, he said uh, Smith had quote unquote. Lips the size of Michelin tires. It's funny coming from a guy who has no lips. Yeah, so that happened on Friday, and essentially what Gruden said was that was an expression that he uses to say that people are talking out of both sides of their mouth. They're liars. They're liars. They go back and forth. I was like, fine, whatever. That's a stupid saying that I haven't heard anybody say but a bunch of his players were like, yeah, I have heard him use that before when talking about other players. Yo, like, why do white people always have, like, like, stupid okay. ass phrases that are usually racially targeted and ambiguous Fine. and toxic that nobody else has heard but them? Whatever. Like, in the words of, since we're in the Latinx studio, uh, mentiroso. Pinche <laughs> mentiroso. And Smith is was actually up for re-election at the time, which we talked about last week. And he got re-elected, if I'm not mistaken. Needed 22 votes, and and so what a part of it, at least, the look of it is like, well, like, did you guys just think, like, that was going to mess something up? Or, like, was that supposed to save him? Like, what was, I don't know. Anyways, that happened Miko, on Friday. Miko Grimes had a post pretty much saying, like, you know he's actually... Yeah, he's a great lawyer, but he's negotiated away a lot of the autonomy of the players. And people, that's a fair point. That's what we said last week. Like, yeah, you're great at your job, but are you great at representing the people you're supposed to represent? Like, yeah, the NFL owners have all this power, but you gave away leverage that the players did have. Sometimes if you have a dumbass client, you just have to do what's best for them. My point that I said was he wasn't going to erase 50 years of doing exactly what you're saying yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but also, I don't right. think this was a sympathy plea. I think, and it's been coming out more and more, like the NFL wants Mark Davis and the Davis mm-hmm. family gone. That's an underlying offsetting 
um, point. If you like, if you watch Loki, you know about the TVA. Like, this is probably like a side thing that, like, eventually the NFL wants to get the Davis family out. Some of the last strong, powerful families left. And when you do something, when you release, when the NFL just gives away this type of leverage, like, it just goes to show, because he said disparaging things about Eric Reed and uh, Colin Kaepernick as well. So, what does that say about? the NFL, when they're willing to do something like this benefits, like this opens up honestly more lawsuits for them releasing these emails. And this is actually a whole report. So let me finish with my recap because you're okay. skipping ahead chapters. I was filling in, but it's okay. Uh, so, yeah, as you mentioned, that was the headline on Friday, Smith. But in addition to that, we also learned he um, – Took shots at Eric Reed. He took shots at concussion protocol. He took shots at women referees. He took shot at Michael Sam. Michael Sam. He took shit at um, anti football pussies. He called he called uh, Roger Goodell a pussy. And that's what we learned about on Sunday or on Monday. I'm sorry. So yeah, that means from Friday. Racist comments dropped, pretty much moved on. Nobody cares. Gruden said, black dude. Gruden said, hey, I don't have a racist bone in my body, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. I want to talk about the Bears. Says a person who's definitely racist. So, who says that. moved on to the Bears. Raiders come out, look like shit. Loose. Khalil Mack sacks Couldn't score a touchdown. Khalil Mack gets a sack, throws up the O. Monday, more headlines drop. That all the misogynistic stuff. And what happens? Lo and behold, we get a report. John Gruden has resigned. Says he's going away. He never meant to hurt anyone. He doesn't want to be a distraction. And, well, here we are now. Thursday. Yesterday, the special teams coordinator, Rich Basaya? Siri? I don't know. Basia. I don't know. I don't want to mess up his last name. I don't know. He was pretty particular on the pronunciation in the press conference. He was. And I want to give respect to him because he's a 30-year coach coach from a coaching family. Uh, But essentially what he said and what Mike Mayock both said is, you know, they know him Gruden for a really long time. Um, They still consider him a friend. He's helped their careers, both of them. But with that, you know, they said, just like anybody else, we're in an accountability business on the field, and it's the same thing off the field. You got to be accountable to your actions. Um, you know, out of respect, I think Gooden has enough respect for us to to leave us alone, let us work, let us do what we need to do. He understands that you know this is time for reflection, and that we have to move forward. So that's essentially what the message is. Raiders are trying to be professional, trying to move forward, trying to focus on Denver, put it all behind them. But as I mentioned a little bit, there's a lot of fucking layers to it. So. About 6,000 plus layers. There's a a layer, which Kenny already mentioned, of the fact that Khalil Mack didn't really want to play for John Gruden. Because he's a piece of shit. Forced his way out. Forced his way out. Gets gets traded. Gruden tries to trade for him again two years later. And then 
Gruden's last game probably ever as a professional football head coach. It should be. Is ended by Khalil Mack's lead bears. And, oh, yeah, Mack has eight tackles and a sack. And ended a two-point conversion. Love it. So Mack gave it and Mack took it away. Love it. On top of that. There's all the first picks, all the first round picks in this trade that were wasted. That were wasted. Not, in fact, the only first round pick that's really been somewhat please don't say payable please is Colton Miller. Oh God! And he was drafted under the McKenzie as GM Gruden's first year, and Gruden wanted him, so it wasn't McKenzie's choice. And other than that, you can look at the first round picks. Abrams. Is only barely now just playing okay in year three. For a safety, who's a strong safety? Cleveland Farrell is on the bench. Damon Arnett <sighs> is on the fourth, bench. Fourth overall pick. Leatherwood is headed to the bench. Gary on Conley isn't in the league. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's. there's Carl Joseph a, got signed. Like they passed on Chris Jones out of Mississippi State. Mississippi State is known for putting. Elite but wait, there's there's elite. more. There's I, more. I, there's definitely more. There's more. And then they brought him back and cut him again. You got the layers of all the coaches that have come from John Gruden. You got Derek Carr going on record saying, "I love the man, but I hate the sin." And then you got the element of the NFL, like the NFL slowly releasing these emails, which, as Kenny mentioned, are really part of an investigation. Into the Washington football team. Like, this didn't even have anything to do with the Raiders. This was seen Bruce Allen, who got fired, uh, Gruden Lackey, and Gruden. Which is another layer. Again, all the people that Gruden was connected to. Like, how did this happen and nobody said anything? And he worked that at was ESPN. And, how, and then Adam Schefter's Which also is another there. layer of it. Like, ESPN. They were working with ESPN. And as you mentioned before, Rachel Nichols shit. Getting released, and now Adam Schefter's writing letters to the the Washington Football Team asking them for a first draft edit, like of a story, which is journalistically is totally un is it's it's sacrilege. And to make things even worse, as you were just saying, like sorry, I forgot what the fuck I was going. There's just so much. I mean, I, I was gonna say. Um, Aside from the journalistic malpractice that you can never really recover from, and people won't respect you after that. Um, yeah, this was a Washington football team investigation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was going to say. Over 6,000 emails. And the NFL has doubled down saying that they're not going to release any of the findings. And now the Raiders and Mark Davis and Derek Carr and all these people are saying, well, NFLPA. you're going to release, if you're going to release Goon's emails, release everybody's emails. Then you got the factor of Cap. He should have got more. Now Cap's back in the news saying that he's still working and training five, six days a week to come back. Eric Reed just got blackballed out the league for nothing because he didn't want to be on the practice squad or whatever. Some weird – there's more to that situation. But he hasn't been in the league. And at the time when he was on the Panthers and made the Pro Bowl and then got cut after winning a team award for whatever reason – the Raiders needed safety help. And everybody was like, well, Eric Reed's out there. And Gruden just conveniently never talked about him. So it's like there's tampering involved because you're a media member. You use your influence. And think about this. 
one of the reasons I'm not even going to get, we haven't gotten to the racial reasons fully yet, but to break this down on the level I was thinking about earlier today. Well, the, the element that I would add to your racial element is, it, it goes there is that it's really not that even surprising. Like this, this is, we've been talking like this forever. This is how football coaches talk. He's a white dude from Ohio. Never forget Not even that. just that. This is just how football players, football coaches, this is how. You got to say white football coaches because black coaches aren't talking like that. They're not making those kind of mm, Yeah, not like that. Maybe not like that. Who says Michelin tire lips? No, not that. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just referring to the, the anti-football pussies and, oh, yeah. and wussification and the we women referees. Like, dude, that, there's a whole. I put those people in the same football group as, Football, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. People who wouldn't, who like have daughters, but like say women shouldn't be this but they have daughters who want to do that thing what i'm saying is this, i put people in that this category. is this is part of the culture that's existed for a really long time the old culture needs to die and much. it doesn't make it right but it's just like the timeline the timetable it's like, a good old boys mentality that seeps out of slavery and just is bathed and its DNA is pure oppression. If you're not a white what man. I'm trying to say is the way our coaches talk to us is a lot like this, and you just can't coach that way anymore. You have to adapt. But when you say "are," you have to put it in context because we're 29. Like these coaches, don't they talk shit about the kids of today? And partially, they're right. Only on only on face value of what they say. But they have a history of doing foul shit. Like, Keyshawn Johnson came out and said, I told y'all he was a scumbag. He was a horrible human being. He was a snake oil salesman. Nothing about him is, there's no talent there. Like, he went to, he think about this. He ruined a, a young black quarterback who was a pro bowler in Josh Freeman. So I think he was the fifth overall pick for Tampa Bay. Nah, he was like. Or 15th? Yeah, something like that. He was, he was like a first-round pick out of Kansas State. Um... Excellent arm talent. Very similar to Derek Carr in a lot of ways in terms of his athletic ability and arm talent. And but he kinda he was more like Mahomes in that like he could he could let it rip with the deep ball. And then you see what he did when he had Mike Williams and um I think uh, it was uh uh what's his name? Kellen Winslow Jr. Like they had an offense. Like he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. He threw like twenty eight touchdown passes. And all of a sudden, Gruden's there, and he ruins this dude. He totally regresses, becomes horrible. He blows up the team and gets fired. But then somehow finds his way. Like, white people get to fail up in society. He was a failure as a head coach, but failed his way up into an ESPN gig as a Monday Night Reporter. He did all the quarterback camps, but you can't point to any quarterback that he's actually developed. Uh, you can't say Brett Favre because it was what Mike Holmgren, Andy Reid. It was a bunch of cats above him. Like Gruden gets the benefit of like, oh, you were with other successful people. They did the actual work, but you get to hone your name off that. You get to put your stamp onto that. Um, it's like when people make the Jackson Five jokes and then throw in Tito. But even then, Tito's more talented than John Gruden because you know you couldn't be in the Jackson Five and have no talent. Like, come on. So when you factor in, I mean, I think it's a lot. It's a lot like 
Like it's a lot like called. Trump. It's a lot like. It's, it's a lot like. Hey, you just you're just bringing a brand, like you said. You're just putting your stamp on it, like. You're a bullshit and, artist, and, and I wouldn't even say it's a bullshit artist. He is I'm, I'm saying it, it's he ruined the Raiders' offense. I'm saying it's more of an opportunist. It's more of like he, like yes, you're right. Like he's doing it off the coattails of someone, but even that in itself is still a skill. Like, but an opportunist, the, the, is smart the, enough the, to the personality, the character, the character that he created and sold, Chucky. Was which, brilliant. Which is a serial killer. It was brilliant. Way. It Chucky's worked. a murderous, satanic serial killing doll. There's no good qualities there. But I think, and and what Keyshawn has always said since I've been listening to him on the he's morning a snake show, oil salesman. is that it's not even that he's a snake oil salesman. It's that ego, that Chucky persona of like, yeah, you were this young, young head coach. You had all these things going for you. Spider to white banana, which is a shitty play anyway. And what happened? You just start buying your own hype. Like, oh, I took the Raiders to two playoff teams. And, oh, I just won a Super Bowl. So now I know everything. And, oh, I'm the big shit. I'm the big shit on Monday Night Football. So I know coaches. And it's just like you just start believing your own hype too much. And and then all of a sudden, that's all that's there. Antonio Brown was, I guess, apparently he he saw something. Antonio Brown saw something. He said, I got to get the fuck out of Oakland. It's funny how elite players don't want to play for John Gruden. Name me one elite all-pro player who wants to play for John Gruden. Yannick ain't really an all-pro like that. He's a Pro Bowl player. But, like, come on. I think if, if John Gruden was the head coach when Charles Wilson was still playing, Charles Wilson wouldn't have came back. No. He said he loved Gruden. You say that, but I don't know if he would have necessarily... Like, everyone can say that once they're retired. But on the day-to-day... Gruden endorsed... Woodson endorsed Gruden. Woodson was there when Gruden came back. All those Raiders from the 2000s were there. No, he was He was there when Del Rio was there, wasn't he? He retired with Del Rio. No, what I'm saying is he was there. He, I, I like, he, he was at the press conference. He was he part was, of the process. I understand that. But I'm saying... Yeah, like they, because Keyshawn even said, oh, Gruden tried to bring me back outside to stay at ESPN. My thing is, is everyone thinks, oh, this is going to be a great fit. And then you get in there and you get inside and you see the operating table and you realize how much of a shit show it is. And that's why I think you couldn't get all pro players to come to Oakland. You couldn't get free agents to come to Oakland because of Gruden. His mentality, it's his way, it's his boring, basic ass. Uh, cookie cutter offense that has no nuance or anything. But then let me get back to the point of the whole tampering issue and lawsuits because this opens up a whole new wrinkle. This might be a wrinkle for Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick to actually be able to speak because there's new evidence. If there was if there was no new evidence, then obviously I'm pretty sure that gag order still holds. But you got to think about it like this: they couldn't keep John Gruden for the simple fact on just legal basis. You talked about the sitting director of the NFLPA, a black man. You said this about 12 years ago, so nothing about your feelings have clearly changed because how many times did the Raiders get fined and lose draft picks for breaking COVID protocol? Like four times, right? Who's the NFLPA director? Who's the one who he's supposed to be answering to? Demoris Smith. John Gruden clearly told you how he felt about him 12 years ago. 
Do you think that changed now that he has more power and more say-so in the organization and he signed a 10-year, $100 million contract? Which, by the way, 22 wins in four years. Del Rio was a better head coach than John Gruden. Take away the Super Bowl teams. I'm going to take away the teams that made it to the Super Bowl from the, the 2000s. I don't count no more. Those Somebody else put those players in place, and then Gruden came along and you know changed a couple things. He goes to Tampa Bay and wins the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's players. And by the way, um, they actually, a journalist, I forget his name, he, he's the one who was doing a lot of writing regarding Eric Reed. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense dropped from 15th to 18th when Gruden came on. Their offense actually got worse when they, on that Super Bowl team, when Gruden was in charge. So I mean, they did have to go to a backup quarterback. But their offense still got worse. Like, exponentially worse. But they went to a backup But still, the offense got worse. So, I mean, realistically, you should, like, if you, if the quarterback isn't there to do one thing, like, you have a run game to depend on. But if your offense... Yeah, but you but can't offense, just pretend, like, Going to a second or third string quarterback isn't going to impact your team. I get it, but I mean the Ravens won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, so wasn't Trent Trent Dilfer the starter in Tampa at first? I thought it was somebody else. Honestly, I don't even remember because it was Brad Johnson. I don't even really remember who was the starting QB. That that's the weird part. I just know their offense got worse, and Keyshawn Johnson was complaining about getting touches. But think about it. There's precedence now to say that John Gruden was undermining DeMore Smith the entire time he became head coach. All those times cats got popped for getting, you know, for violating COVID protocol. He probably was like, fuck DeMore Smith. I don't respect him. That fucking Michelin lip tire asshole. Like, you now just pretty much are openly defying, you know, someone who's in charge of the well being and safety of players on your team. So now you're creating bad faith between the the union and you're just one coach. And now it's public. Now there's proof of it. So if you're doing this, they can connect. Brad Johnson, Rob Johnson, and Sean King. So Sean King was probably starting QB. Because Rob Johnson was bleh. Rob Johnson was actually worse than Brad Johnson. And Rob Johnson was a US, QB at USC. And he wasn't all that great. You went 2-0? I don't like to remember that era of USC quarterbacks. They're all terrible, except Ronnie Pete. But, yeah, so you factor in, okay, this information about Gruden comes out. So now, how do you explain away that everything the Raiders were doing wasn't just an affront to Demora Smith and the union? How do players not file grievances left and right now? Because they justifiably could. Carl Nassib took a personal day and went home. Like, so if he can take a personal day, and mind you, there was no outrage for the racism, which is all the black people were like, hmm, not surprised. (laughs) That's the funny thing. Like, like Dave Chappelle said, kill a black man every day. Shit on black people all day long. Say something about a gay person, all of a sudden, that's the only time outrage comes. So if it's a gay black person, you just nullify it because they're black and you pay lip service because they're gay, but you're really not going to do anything because they're black. So it's like you're just disingenuous all the way around and you can't sit up here 
and, you know, call Goodell a pussy, like, he's not in a physical role. His job title doesn't <laughs> require physicality. So, like, what are you doing? Like, you're just throwing around words that you know don't even fit this culture and time and place anymore. It's like if I just started calling people whippersnappers. You'd be like, what the fuck? Why are you talking like that? No one uses that vernacular anymore. <laughs> and the fact that this dude Gruden can pretty he pretty much just got exposed for, well, totally just going against the wishes of the union and violating some type of probably antitrust law that we don't know about. Um, yeah, it, it puts a black eye on the owners and it takes away leverage. And the NFL is like, you're hurting the shield. You're hurting the brand. No one's bigger than the shield. So we're going to leak this evidence, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. We're going to leak this evidence on your coach. And we'll just keep leaking more shit. We don't care. Uh, you handle it or we will. So the only response is to, yeah, you're probably going to have to release all those emails now. And you know what? Gruden, I have no sympathy in my heart for him. I think they should fire his son too because now he's a mole in the organization. You can't trust him. <laughs> I don't care if he is a trainer. Fuck that guy. Your name's Deuce. Okay, your name is Deuce. So already, your name means shit. A two, taking a deuce, taking a shit. Your name is shit Gruden. Just like your shitty racist father. Congratulations. Pull up if you if you really want some action. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, if, if roles were reversed, everybody else would be fired. If you did this at your job, talking shit about somebody like that, you would get fired, Pete. I would get fired. But because it's a white dude... He can say, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. Excuse you, sir? Who? You don't get to oppress people and then say, I don't want to talk about how I oppressed you. <laughs> like, that's some wild shit. Like, the arrogance of a white man is honestly, the only thing probably higher than the arrogance of a white man is the arrogance of a white woman. Because it's not, it's, it's taboo to punch a white woman in the face for being disrespectful even though I, I'm totally for punching Karens in the face for being disrespectful. Wow. Nope. I, I, don't, I don't care. Shit. I'll say it. If we want to go back to slavery statistics, white women own like 40% of the slaves. White women owned a huge, there's books written about it. White women owned a huge portion of slaves and did all types of foul, nasty, degrading shit that we don't talk about. So, yeah, this whole racism, let's just kick... Um, Gruden's back in, but not called a task. His friends and everyone who knew him. No, now all of you are suspect. Rich Perseus, I, I, I don't know how to say his last name, but Rich, you've been knowing him for a while. Y'all are friends. Now I got to look at you funny. Maybe there's a reason why you were never a head coach. Hmm? Uh, Mike Mayock, we all know it was suspect you even getting that job because nobody, you got that job over Lewis Riddick. And we know Lewis Riddick knows what he's doing. And there's a bunch of other people who know what they're doing. But hey, you know, and you and you can hide behind the fact, oh, Gruden made all the had all the final say on draft choices because he hired me. Well, he's not here anymore. So we'll let the season play out. But if I'm the Raiders, if I'm Mark Davis, I got a clean house. 
I don't know why everybody's expecting Mark Davis to say anything. What, what, he what, what, he what, what does he really anything. need to say? What does he really need to say? Because that's your boy. You, you know he him. loves Gruden. So prob- what are you going to ask him? You He's prob- just going to tear up and cry. You probably knew this. If you didn't know this about him, you knew an aspect of this. Like, people knew people knew Gruden was like this before. Let's be honest. Like, if, if he has this old-fashioned, hard-ass, unforgiving, narcissistic personality, you think it only stops at your doorstep? You think it doesn't continue in every other aspect of his life? Well, that's, that's the that's the other thing that's tough about it is like it did. Like to your point, yeah. Like if you once you know somebody's heart, you know their heart, right? Like, and it's not, it's not the people on the far racist side that are the problem. It's the people in the middle that enable and. Let the systems continue that are really the problem. And the liberals. Those are the those are the most insidious kind. The people in the middle that know better but don't do better or they do better only when the cameras are on. That's worse than the people who are you just know are racist and you I'd just rather I'd rather never see agree. you coming and know what you are than to you. No, it's Act like you're going to help me when really you're just praying on my downfall. It's like, oh, you're not actually helping. You're helping Jesus with his cross, but you're helping make sure he gets to the top of the hill to get crucified. You're a piece of shit. I mean, in the Bible, it states, you know. So, yeah, I mean. The that's, parts of hell are reserved for people who step by and did nothing when things So, right I mean, there. yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the tough part. You know, I think especially if you're a fucking groom stand for whatever dumbass reason that might be. But there are, there are out there. And so. It is tough because, like, that was 11 years ago, and that does set a bad precedent because we all have emails. We all send email. We all send data. We all are constantly talking about each other. But that's why you have to be careful. You can't just. But this is different. It's different because that person thought that they had the privilege of being able to say whatever the fuck they want to say whenever they want to say it. And then they clearly but the use rest of us every step of the way. But the rest of us, you know, we, we, we know better. We know that we're only one tweet away from being canceled. And we know that we can't just call a press conference and say, let's move on. But I'm saying. Because we're going to have to address it. Exactly. His actions clearly show he's not really all that remorseful. He just doesn't want to face accountability. It's like Cat Williams said, you can't say fuck everybody in the club and then go back to your car. Like it's all good. No, you gotta stand here and account. Everyone, yeah. You gotta stand there and account. Somebody gonna pull your car. Like, hey, what'd you say, bro? Or somebody's just gonna snuff you, and you are gonna wake up two hours later. Yeah, and and, and I think that I, is. And if I'm Carl Nassib, I'm looking at my legal options now. <laughs> Straight up, now fuck that. Yeah, and and Carl Nassib took took a personal day. There was a reporter who asked him, you know, hey. They asked Mayock, hey, you mentioned that you reached out to Nassib. Um, did you reach out to black players when the first black comments came out? And he was like, yeah, we did. We reached out to a number of players. Captains reached out to a number of players. What we reached out to a number of like players. Well, I don't know. And he was like, you know, and we, we just told them to, that they are allowed to feel however they want to feel about it, good or bad, that we're here for them to talk to, talk with us about it. You know, when we're when we're in our offices, that's when we talk about 
life and talk about things like that. We're on the field, we talk about the field, but we we've, we've already established a culture to where our players can talk to us. And and oh, from so. from from what I've been reading before all this, you know, the locker room has been pretty close in comparison to to teams in the years past. Locker room looked pretty divided when they got their ass whooped by the Bears. I don't even think they looked divided. They just looked uninspired. They looked lost. They looked. That's what I'm saying. And but they, they looked but un unenergetic. That team has looked like that ever since he took over. This isn't even. I'm not even talking about what he did and how it came to light, and that he kept using his privilege the whole. I way mean, through. the Raiders have looked like that for two decades. Twenty five. <laughs> like. That's what I'm saying. So. If you got you owe this man sixty million dollars. Oh no, they don't. He he's out of the deal. Oh, he resigned. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I thought it was like no, no matter what, even if he resigned. No, if they would have fired him, I think they would have had to pay him. Oh well, so you're off the hook for sixty million, but you—that's forty million. At least from what I—that's what I've read—is that he's off the hook. Forty million. You you paid a dude forty million to win twenty two games. That's what you paid him for. You paid forty million for twenty two games. At least Jack Del Rio got you 12 wins. Derek Carr getting hurt and him uh, coming down against kneeling and against black people actually uh, expressing how they don't That wasn't until the next season. That was the year they made the playoffs, bro. That was the next season. You sure? Yes, that was the next season when they lost they were, that game in Washington. That was 2017. No, I'm saying there were reports of infighting. Because you got to remember, they were still kneeling during that season. Yeah. The 12 and 4 season. And he was taught, he was out speaking against it then. And then when he got hurt against the Colts, rumors were swirling. I don't necessarily think so. He wasn't true. speaking against it. He just, they, he just wasn't doing it. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they had more expansive talks in the locker room because they had the only all black offensive line in the NFL. And what happened the next year? That line got broken up, even though Donald Penn was a Pro Bowl. Your timeline's messed up. You're you're talking about the next season. I'm talking about the year he got hurt, and the only year they made the playoffs. The year they got hurt, they had that all didn't black happen. offensive line. Right? Yeah, that didn't happen. What you're talking about did not happen. What it I'm was saying, just that that first year was the year when he, it was mainly just about it. when it was mainly just cap knee. Yeah. The next, next year was when people the, the league. The it. whole league started doing it, and that's when they said, "Well, are you going to do? It? Are you going to do it?" And Derek Carr was like, "Oh, I don't know, but uh, if we do do it, we're going to all do it together." Essentially, that was their their stance on it. But that's what I'm saying. That ideology started not from that question. He already had a built in opinion about it already, and it just came out the next year. That's what I'm saying, and he's come out with. I mean, some he's more, from Bakersfield. He came. He came with some more conservative views, and his brother is too. But just when it comes to that, man, like the Raiders been terrible. They squandered draft picks year after year after year. Like I've lost count. Well, I think that's the other element, at least for me as a, as a real Raiders fan, is like as am I. I have to erase the last time the Raiders were even good. The only time the Raiders were good in my lifetime. Was two thousand two? Was two? Well, no, two thousand ninety nine to two thousand two. Gruden's first run. So now I can't even look back at that and have good feelings. Like uh, looking back at that is just more bad. 
juju, more bad energy. I don't know. So, by the way, sorry to Juju Smith-Schuster for getting his shoulder dislocated, being out the rest of the year. Shut your disingenuous ass up. Nah, he was at his foundation yeah. talking about it. Uh-huh. He's probably going to be a Raider next year. Uh-huh. I don't see him coming back to Pittsburgh. I don't, I don't think it's happening. He's not going to be a Raider. He's probably going to be a Raider. He's going to be a Ram. At the worst possible time, he'll be a Raider. Watch him be a Ram on a one-year Watch him be a contract. Bill. Watch him go to the Buffalo Bills. To drop passes in the cold? Possibly. Doing TikToks in Buffalo. Electric slide TikToks. But yeah, so to just put a put a bow on this whole Gruden firing. There's so many different ways that the the Raiders had to cover their ass. And there's so many ways that like this Gruden leak it it's making a lot of franchises nervous. Except the Dallas Cowboys, because we know how uh, Jerry Jones get down. He gets down as like a slave plantation owner. So, you know, we already know how he talks, what he feels, the and how he thinks. Yeah, the Texans owner. Um, probably a couple other people you don't know about. Because it'd be some of the most liberal thinking people have the most racist, fucked up views. I mean, we all, I mean, most of y'all saw Get Out. I voted for Obama twice. I mean, I'm not. I don't hate white people. No, you hate white people. I hate racist white people. No, I, you hate white I, people. I love Mantini. I fucking. I have plenty of white homies that I love and care you know about. Who you sound like right now? Don't say that. Don't say it. Don't you say sound it. Like a white person who says they're not no, racist. because I didn't enslave white people, so you can't say that. That's literally what a white black, black people never enslaved white people in this country. That's literally what a white person says, though, when you say no. Like, but that would only work if it was reciprocal. One of my best friends is black. No, it would only work if that was if there was reciprocal oppression involved, and there isn't. Like I don't I don't speak my native language because of some white people raped and did some shit to my family. You can't say that the other way around. You can say the Moors took over Europe and was fucking a bunch of white women, but also they introduced white people to soap. So. We can have that conversation, too. Yeah. We said, hey, stop fucking animals. Here's some soap. Here's some alcohol. Here's some math. We're going to teach you how to do that. And that's literally in the history books. Like, when they ruled Europe for like 800 years. <clears throat> but anyway, when it comes to this whole situation, like, the race thing was icing on the cake. The home, The homophobic... Uh, comments, the sexist, misogynistic comments, the just flat-out stupid, outdated thinking that comes with that, and the fact that you're a failure as a head coach since you came back, um, it really just, it puts a black eye, pardon the pun, it puts a black eye on organization that has a history of doing the right thing on racial grounds for the most part, aside from uh, Al Davis's beef. And the kicker was Al Davis traded John Gruden for first round picks because he probably smelt that he was a shit. He said, I don't trust this dude. I smell pussy. Is that you, John? I smell pussy. Is that you, Deuce? I smell pussy. Wow. Really did that. Shout out to House Party because that's where that came from. 
I forget the name of the group, but yeah, all three of them dudes. You Gruden fans get so emotional. Could you you just, remind me of my bitch. Could you just stop and hit the gunshot button, please? We need to kind of. Oh, what the fuck? Futuristic water pistol laser grabbing rail the gun. Plus light years, that shit. Oh, you got the real Glocks at the other one. No, hit a thunderbolt. Can we hit a thunderbolt? No. I want to see if the thunder. I want to see if the thunders. No, we can't play any thunderbolts while the bolts are in the first place in the AFC. Yes, we have to. No, we. Can't. It was so Chargers fans were bold. They didn't back down at that at that Monday night game. Okay, yeah. No, you guys aren't that tough. You lost to the Cowboys, so no, you got to lower that thunder. The Super Bowl contending Cowboys, who you wrote off after Week One, those Cowboys, cowgirls, uh, uh, cowgirls. Uh, it's only it's only week, it's only week it's only week five. Pretty sure you made some Kellen Moore slander like three weeks ago. I mean, it was probably playful Kellen Moore slander. Oh, the defense is trash. Oh, allegedly. now it's playful, huh? Now, now, now it's all fun and games and, and Boise State on Boise State crime, huh? All right. Uh, I mean, they did they did uh, beat BYU, which is a top ten team or was a top ten team. So Boise State beat their. I'm first pretty team. sure RCC's in the top ten right now. Wow, that's <laughs> fucked up. Stop picking Riverside. They're not always good, bro. I'm always picking Riverside JUCO. Like they're the fucking best thing since sliced bread. Relax. <laughs> My boys won the championship there, man. Okay, we get Shout it. Shout out to the Tigers. We get it. They won one, and they had a couple dudes and uh, make it to the NFL. And I think uh, we interviewed a couple people who went there. Actually, could you go ahead and hit "bitch, you're dumb"? I just want to hear that one. Scroll down. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. There you go. I'm like, bitch, you think I'm gonna wait here for seven hours? You're dumb. So now you're taking people's copyright and shit. Nah, I just wanted to hear that sound being played. Um. Alright, um Yeah Yeah, I'm the drunk girl go at your party You're definitely You're a drunk white girl at every party you go to But yeah Okay, stop, stop You're gonna stop now You're gonna stop now No, No more sounds for you right now Unless you're gonna play the princess one Alright, hurry up. Can you shut up a little bit? That's the Raiders' credibility going down the drain. Alright, hurry up. Can the we next, move on? The next time they talk to um, a black organization about how they're handling it. Vanessa race. said we're burning her ears. Okay, that's fair. Next on the run now, bro. You looking at your phone? She said next time we're, we're playing Latin music in here. <laughs> she says you're going to put us on. We're gonna we're gonna get a cow. It's your segment, bro. Uh, you, there's other things that happen, bro. Like, no, it's not college football. You missed yes, like it three is. things. You missed like three. You things. already talked about Juju Smith. You already talked about Carlton Nassib. I moved the Lamar Jackson shit three things down because oh, we that. spent 50 minutes on this segment. Well, we had to. Jesus Christ, can we play with the fucking audible, or you need me to hold your hand? First off. You're bringing the, out the Gruden in me, man. I wrote the playbook. Well, I guess you're getting canceled too. <laughs> 
Actually, you can't pull that off. This co-host Kenny here, man. Let me tell you about him. You're not light enough. You can't. Pull, let, you can't pull that off. Let me tell you about. They know Kenny you have here. Spanish blood in you. You can't pull that shit off. Anyway, I was waiting, waiting for your uh, slanderous Gruden impression. Nah, fuck him. Because then people will be like, that's a good impression. I want you to remember him as a negative piece of shit that he is. And he's a failure as a head coach. And he won the Super Bowl with somebody else's players. He's a bum. Anyway. <clears throat> so Shout out to Chris Sims. Bama lost. He, I remember when he ruptured his spleen. That was a nasty injury. He almost died. Oh, uh, yeah. Bama lost. And he got Jonathan Martin to play John Gooden. We're going to put a pin in that one. So, yeah. Bama lost to and Texas. And Keyshawn booed him, too. And Warren's out. And he got kicked out of... And John Green got kicked out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, ring of honor. Good. But Warren Sapp's still in there. Warren Sapp's actually a Hall of Fame football player. And actually earned his body. Bodies. Okay. Lawrence Taylor. We want to have a Lawrence Taylor conversation? Him and little girls? We might, You want to have that conversation? So you, the Giants going to take him out? All right, then. Moving on. <clears throat> yeah, Bama actually lost to Texas A&M 41-38 Ray, Ray Lewis and the baby should have a podcast No, they shouldn't <laughs> Felons aren't allowed to be around each other, remember? <laughs> only felons in the room <laughs> only, What if OnlyFans becomes only felons? <laughs> There's probably all your Ooh. only felons, only fans Like in prison right now <laughs> By the way, fuck you Mark Ridley Thomas I hope I hope you and your son go to prison for a very long time. All that corruption in L.A., stopping black businesses from thriving, lining your pockets, doing that illegal shit you did at USC, getting kickbacks. Oh yeah, fuck you, Mark Ridley Thomas. Eat a bag of you no. Know I just, I just hope you get put in general pop for five minutes. Okay, right, college football. Yeah, speaking of college football and USC, they got clapped by Utah, forty-two to twenty-four, at home. <clears throat> Embarrassing <gasps> Bro remember Utah only needed More Cali recruits To get better And they're getting it And look at y'all Getting clapped by Utah They don't even have Good quarterback play Like It's it's dismal Like USC It's the players It's the mentality Like Dante Williams Is doing his best But you can just The stench of Clay Helton Is all over this team So They'll probably win Six Seven games this year um, Iowa beat Penn State in a thriller. Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford got hurt. Shout out to Corey Lestoke of the Hardcore Football Podcast. We were talking on Twitter. He called Jason Oway and Michael Parsons. Um, but yeah, they beat them. Iowa's pretty much now the second ranked team in the country behind Georgia, who is now ranked first. And then Georgia has the best defense in the country, smothering people. But their offense is typical like Georgia, suspect. Um, <laughs> Georgia's going to play Kentucky this weekend. Georgia's ranked number one. Kentucky's ranked 11th, and they're 6-0 and for, I think, the first time ever, or 7-0 and for the first time ever since Bear, since Bear Bryant. You're really playing La Chona? At least if you're going to play La Chona, play it louder. Disrespectful, motherfucker. And at least dance when you do it. When the whitewashed Mexicans get around too much Mexican culture, just can't uh, control ourselves. I mean, it happens. Maybe it's the inner Mexican in you trying to get out. 
Maybe you like have way too much. And now you're just a thot. You're a fucking thot. Are you really surprised? I'm not. <laughs> I've known you for seven years. You're a fucking thot. Uh. Alright, turn it off. I'm trying to be serious. Hey, Vanessa said we're too lit with her not here. <laughs> this is this is for this is Studio One energy. <laughs> Studio One's right next door. We were in there. So it's like it's rubbing off. And this is like again a really nice studio. Right, and sorry. lavender is really I'm like I love the purple theme in this studio. I'm sorry for hijacking your college football spot for random acts of dancing. Yeah, you're doing that more often now. I All noticed right. that. You're enjoying secretly you enjoy college football. Just admit it. Okay, so um, LSU lost a couple more players. They already lost John Emery, the former five-star running back, academics. He tried to sue, lost that, and then appealed, lost that, tried to sue again, lost that. So now he's academically ineligible for the rest of the year um, for some shit that happened last year, apparently. But both their corners are gone for the year. Uh, Keyshawn Boutte, who was the number one receiver for LSU, having a monster year. He's done for the year with the lower leg injury. Then Elias Ricks, uh, cornerback, he's done for a year. A bunch of nagging injuries that just keep getting worse. So he's done for the year now. Uh, then Derek Stingley Jr., like I already said, he had foot surgery. He's done for the year. But he can just enter the draft at this point. And they already have him projected going like four easily to the Jets. He could easily be a top five pick if he just runs good enough. Um Justin Flo, who was like the number one, he was like the Patrick Willis of California linebackers a couple years ago. He uh, is actually out for the year with an injury, second time in a second from Upland. Yeah, second year in a row he's been out with an injury. Uh, he might want to actually put together a healthy season, or he's not getting drafted like that. Um, he signed with Marshawn Lynch's uh, Beast Mode Marketing Firm. USC longtime sports information director Tim Tessalone is retiring. And he's considered one of the goats as far as sports information directors. He's been around forever, talked to and dealt with everybody. So salute to him and on a great career. And I saw a picture of him talking to an athlete. The man had a crisp lineup. His lineup was impressive. Like his lineup puts your hairline to shame, and your hairline has actually gotten better in the past couple of weeks. But he, for a white dude, I don't necessarily like give white dudes credit on their hairlines because a lot of times. They go to supercuts when they should just go to a black barber or like a a, a Paisa barber shop and just get a really good, you know, a one A, get that line up real straight and perfect, you know, fade out the sides, but whatever. Um, so yeah, great hairline. Also, uh, Coastal Carolina senior tight end Isaiah Likely wears number four for Coastal Carolina, who's ranked I think sixteenth in the country, something like that. They're really they're they're getting up there. Uh, last week against Central Arkansas State, I mean, last week against Arkansas State, he had eight catches for 232 yards and four touchdowns. One catch was for 99 yards. And when I say, like, he made Vernon Davis look like Peyton Manning, like, he was gone. No, like, the dude probably runs a 4-3 as a tight end, a senior tight end. Like, he smoked that entire defense for a 99-yard touchdown. Then he had a 64-yard touchdown catch. Got like a 16-yarder and like a 4-yarder or something. But that 99-yard that touchdown catch, he was gone. So, um, pretty much set a bunch of school records. Uh, that's it for college football. Wow. Fastest five minutes. 
Arizona, 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 Arizona's still Arizona. terrible, and San Diego State's undefeated, I think. All right, well, we're playing through it without our sounds tonight, so uh, we'll just go with the retro for the real the real touchdowns and tangents listeners out there. Let's do it. You might recall this one. That was our that was our first intro. That's all we that's all that's all it was. Three seconds. Random nice. sound on speaker. I mean you could play the T Pain one too. Uh it's right there. Twenty two. Wrong answer. Clearly no. Go up. Play play T Pain. Up. Oh, I said oh, I up, bro. Like it already. Can you shut up a little bit then? Are you gonna read the fucking question off? <laughs> All right, take a tangent. WTF retiring Sean Taylor's number 21 jersey on three days' notice. After all this time, how convenient. They could have retired it, I don't know, on his birthday. They could have retired it, like, last year, the year before that, five years before that. They could have retired it as soon as he died. Uh, They had, like, what, almost a decade to retire his jersey. And all of a sudden, the Gruden shit comes out because of the Washington football team. Uh, that investigation is ongoing, and now probably at least six thousand emails. Exactly. Let me run a screen pass against his aggressive defense. Speaking of smoke screens, let's retire. That that's pretty much what the execs are going to be at the bar. They're like, let's just make sure this this that meme I sent you earlier today was perfect. Just the the car getting off the freeway. Yep. On on a accountability interstate, get off at Sean Taylor's retiring jersey in three days' notice. I'm pretty sure people have worn 21 since then. So it's like if you really respected him, you would have been retired as jersey. Not let D'Angelo Hall wear it. Exactly. You're full of shit. Uh, on a ki- off a of knee or Achilles injury, D'Angelo Hall. He wore 23 at one point, though. Oh, I thought he wore 21. I don't know. I was he just might have worn 21, but he definitely yeah, you're wore right. 23. I think he did wear 23. I don't but think somebody wore 21 in between Sean Taylor's death and now. All right, next one. By Reports way, came out this past week. We've been talking about it for a few weeks now. Urban Meyer, um, ongoing thing. The whole he stayed in Ohio and grinded on some white girl. and Came in Nebraska. The whitest white girl name you could ever find. He's never going to forget it. Well, now reports say that Urban Meyer has not lost the locker room because guess what? He never had it. So take your tangent on Urban Meyer never having the locker room. Bro, I'm going to just find audio where I said he was going to be a terrible NFL coach and it should never happen. And I probably said it three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. I said it so many times so long ago. I'd just be forgetting. You also said Todd Gurley and Saquon were going to be Hall of Famers. I said they had Hall of Fame talent. Mm. There's a difference. Yeah. I mean, Bo Jackson has Hall of Fame talent. Mm-hmm. Look how that turned out. Okay. I mean, just Insert okay. The home I, can, I, can, I can admit that you were right about uh, Saquon and Todd Gurley. You don't have to, like, be a dick and about it. Who's the last one standing of the running back argument we were having for the past three to four years? Technically, Zeke. Nick Technically Chubb is right Zeke. there, though. Nick Chubb Nick is right Chubb's there. from a new era, though. Nah, fuck that. Nick Chubb got paid first, and 
Well, Nick Chubb got paid after CMC. Nick Chubb is only in his third year. Fourth year. I don't think he's been in the league. Sonny know. Michelle's been in the league for four years. But Nick Chubb came out the next year. No, they were in the same draft class. Want to bet? Want to bet? Let's bet. We can bet. What are we betting? Food, I guess. I don't know. Name it. Schmitty's. Schmitty's? Schmitty's. Late night in and out? 24 out fabulous? I don't know. Dog, there's a reason why we haven't ate at in and out in five years. That is true. Because in and out mid. In and out is the reason why USC football is average. Wow. It's it's a whole culture. It feeds into itself. Are you ready? Yeah. They came out the same year, bro. Michelle got drafted first. He was the first round pick. Chubb was the second round pick. Fine, you're right. I know. I know what the fuck I'm saying, bro. Like it's I don't we don't just come in here and talk out our ass every week. Like we we really know what we're talking about, especially me when it comes to you know, these historical events and milestones. I thought Nick Chubb went in the first round, but then nah. I remembered you're right. He went in the second round. Because he tore up his knee so many times. Yeah. And Michelle only ran a tenth of a second faster than him. So, you know. But, hey. So, right. who was the first round running back in 2017? Bro, that's just a blur. Like. Can't ask me questions like that. Come on, yeah, I can. You say you know everything. Alcoholic blur. Does that mean anything to you? Sometimes take a guess. Come on, edible, you can figure it out. Edible amnesia. Come on, bro, figure edible it out. Edible amnesia is the thing. Okay, what figure happened? It out. What happened in 2017? Who was like the first overall pick? Because I don't fucking remember, bro. I'll tell me, you. Give what. me one person in that. The best quarterbacks did not go in the top top ten. How about that? Okay, Lamar was was that Lamar's rookie year? Nope. Was that when Lamar got drafted in 2017? Nope. Uh, Mayfield? Did Saquon go that year? Was that the Rose Bowl year? Was that Sam Darnold's year? That was uh, old boy getting moshed by Will Fuller year. Oh, Dory? You're you a piece of shit. You didn't have to say it like that. <laughs> piece of shit. That's why Will Fuller's not even playing right now. Is Charles Harris still in the league? No, nah, I'm pretty sure he's not. Definitely Damn. certain that he's not. He played for the Dolphins and washed out. Like those skinny pass rushers who set the edge. Top drafting them. And run four nines. The Ruben Foster year. So oh. can you tell me who the running back was that went in the 2017 draft? I don't think there was. How is this, this class so bad, bro? I don't think there was a running back that went in the first round that year. Tack McKinley went this year. If Zeke wasn't in Garon that class. Conley went this year. If Ze- Evan Ingram, man, there's so many busts in this class. If Zeke or Saquon isn't in that class, then I don't think any running backs went that year. In twenty seven, missing somebody. Billy Cooker went that year. I'm missing a running Derek back. Barnett, your boy Reddick, oh, your boy Deshaun Watson, Lattimore, Mahomes, John Ross. There wasn't no real running backs who went that high. CMC. CMC Mike went ninth. Williams. Wait, CMC Jamal came out. That Adams. Year? Corey Davis. Damn. Wait, so Z came out what? 2015? 2014? 2016. 2016? And then CMC came out 2017? Well, CMC would have been one of them. But there was another one. Oh, Dalvin Cook. No, Dalvin Cook won the second nope. round, right? Come on, bro. 
There's Dalvin Cook. Come on, Mr. Sportical. Am I really stumping you on this? I'm trying to remember that year, bro. It was, it was a lot of running backs. He's cool with Lil Duvall. Oh, Fournette went fourth that year? <laughs> Come on, bro. Four Fournette? You couldn't get that? He's Seriously? A, he's kind of a bust. Kind of a wash. He's kind of a bust. You're kind of washed. He's kind of a bust. Just wanted you to know you're kind of washed. I don't count him as the best running. He's not even the okay. third. He's not even the fifth best running back okay. in that class. Okay. It's okay. It's, like, it's okay. People to, are gonna forget. Clem it's okay for, to miss one on the quiz. All right. I didn't miss. It's one. okay. You, so, you missed one. He was you so uneventful. One. You missed. He just one. wasn't worth missing. You missed one. You didn't remember that. Sorry. I said Dalvin Cook. It's okay. You didn't know Dalvin Cook went. That drives. that code in your in your DNA skipped one. It's okay. Wouldn't that mean I have? That's fucked up. I'm like, well, can can that conversation later? But um, yeah. What's All next? right. Next up, Miles Garrett. Bill's Halloween tombstone graveyard of opposing quarterbacks. Take your tangent. Notice he didn't. I saw number 10 and I saw a Pittsburgh Steelers tombstone at Roethlisberger. And I noticed he didn't have Miles Mason Rudolph. Damn. You don't say it to his face, though. I would. What Mason Rudolph going to do? Call me a nick. He should have had Zeus on there. Zeus. What QB's nickname Zeus? Nobody, but fucking Miles Garrett is Hercules over here. I mean, wouldn't that make him Zeus? Wouldn't he be Debo? No. Lamar was on there. Damn. That's right. I was like, bro, why don't you pick Q? I think, like, I think Brady, I don't think he sacked Brady ever. But, yeah. I was like, Miles Garrett, you're doing a lot. But I ain't gonna say shit. All right, the Bengals and Packers game this past weekend. Five missed field goals. Take your tangent. Bro, that shit was me and my mom and my sister were watching that shit comically. Like, wait. Well, didn't he um, another field goal? Didn't the Packers kicker miss three and then he, he hit three? He hit the game winner? Yeah, he missed three and an extra point and then uh McPherson missed like five. I was like, what the fuck? Like, bro, how do you... He missed a chip shot. Like, as soon as I saw it, because he kicked it, and you know when the ball goes over the very top of the corner of the goalpost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people think that counts. It's like, no. If you go over it, it has to be inside of the yeah. pylon. Yeah. And not over it. It doesn't count. So, yeah, he whiffed on that. I was like, the Bengals are going to be good. I just... My biggest regret is not drafting Jamar Chase or any Bengals receiver this year. Because I didn't trust their offensive line. Turns out, their offensive line is holding up, and I regret not taking Jamar Chase when I had the chance. All right, next one. Um, one of my fantasy teams is trash. I got a good one for this. I have a winning record. Lamar Jackson ascends the horse historic levels on Monday Night Football. He threw four touchdown passes and no interceptions. Did four. he rush too? Yeah, touchdown? 14 carries, 62 yards, 37 of... 43, 86% pass completion percentage. So 442 passing yards, which is an NFL record for a 400-yard game. So my my fr- other friend, Barry, who's, 19 our, league, point who's our league comeback. commissioner, was playing the number one undefeated team. And he was leading by like 40 points. And he was like, if you get an, if you get fifty, and he was like talking shit like he already won, and he's like, "Dude, if you get fifty points from a tight end, which he had Mark Andrews, a kicker, and a defense, 
which I think he had whoever the Ravens were playing against their kicker and then like Baltimore's defense. He was like, if you get like 50 points from that, then I'll delete the league. Turns out Andrews got like 41 points alone. Yep. So he ended up getting like 52 points and winning by two points. <laughs> and our whole group chat was just going off the whole time. Delete this league. Delete this league. Fuck this delete, league. Delete. Delete the league. <laughs> and he's like, well, the people are soaking. I'm going to delete the league. And he's like, all right, then rent me all the money if I'm ending the league. And they're like, That's nah. True. So we're like, nah, fuck it. We'll just keep playing. We'll ride the shit out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't want to ever hear this ever again, that Lamar Jackson isn't an elite quarterback, that he's not top five. Your favorite. And not five. He's not five. He's your, he's top five, and he's not fucking three, <laughs> four, or five. Like, Kyler Murray's playing great, but, like, he's had an ascension every year. But Lamar, so I was, well, like man. now, Bart Scott was stupid when he said that Mark uh, Hollywood Brown when he Brown came for Hollywood Brown wouldn't start on any other team. That, that shit was funny though. Your he name was is like, Bart. What do you expect? <laughs> that shit was funny. But I mean, also his name is Bart, and he really tried to grow his hairline back out at forty. Come on, bro, let that shit go, Bart Scott. We know what your hairline looked like. Shit, Hollywood was like, hey, don't make me get my big cousin on you, dog. <laughs> he don't crazy. Me. He from Florida. <laughs> don't make me call Antonio. <laughs> you know, you know Antonio's still in the league, right? He He's a one playing as a slot receiver. That's fucking cheating. Mostly because I want to pick up some fantasy football tonight. Why are the Eagles playing so good against great teams and then bad against bad teams? And my fantasy teams are suffering for it. I might catch three L's this week, and I'm upset about it. But, um, yeah. All right, so next one. You're a basic bitch, dog. This is why we don't have certain sounds like this in the studio. Oh, oh here. We'll this is it right here. Episode. This is it. How do you, how do you not move to the, mu- to the beat of the music? Hey, I'm on a fucking stream delay. Holy shit. Bro, you, dance, long. you dance like a white girl who's had black and Mexican boyfriends. But she married and got pregnant by a white dude. That's what you dance like. All right. So next up, the uh, NFLPA requests full release of emails from the WTF investigation. Turnover because we already know how strong that union is. I think it should happen though. Yeah, but I'm just saying them demanding it. Obviously, like it took you guys this long to demand it. It's like now you got the leverage, but it's like, well, you don't. We know you don't use it. Like you're not gonna fire that gun. You're not gonna shoot them. So, what are you gonna say? Everybody stop playing because of these because of what Gruden said in his emails. No, you haven't shown the balls that you can unite as a as an entire player coalition at least once. So you're stuck in a new deal and you're not getting any of that new fucking um, ad service TV deal money. You definitely ain't seeing no Twitter money. You ain't seeing no Amazon money. Like, y'all fucked out here. And it's your own fault. Meme of the week is Saquon Barkley, the Carson Wentz of running backs. Touchdown or turnover? I can't call it a touchdown because, I mean, he ain't scoring no touchdowns. And he hurt. I mean, Carson Wentz 
at least adjacently led his team to a playoff run? To a Super Bowl win? Well, yeah. He got them to the number one seed, technically. Yeah, which is more than Barkley's ever done. So, I'm going to say it's a turnover. I'm going to say he's not. Penn State players be having, like, all the athletic measurables, and they get hurt, and it's just never the same. But, like, he actually, like, is supposed to break the curse for Penn State running backs. So, he's the Jake Locker of running backs? Or is he the Jake Cutler of running backs? Like he'll mm. he'll put up great numbers, but he'll never reach his full potential. Mm. Damn, but he's a, not diabetic. Or like a a Trump supporting weirdo. Groot, like Jay Cutler, took a real hard conservative turn. I mean, he went to Vanderbilt. I don't. He was a turn. <laughs> he went to Vanderbilt. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. Jesus, he, I'm sure he was a five star, right? Why did he go to Vanderbilt? He definitely was not a five star. He wasn't. Google it. All right. Vanderbilt had like like the same way North Dakota State pushed out two franchise quarterbacks, which will probably never happen again. Vanderbilt pushed out a first round pick. At Wait, UK. wasn't Flacco too? So was Flacco came out of Delaware. Oh, same shit. No, it's not Delaware and fucking yeah, North Dakota are so far from each other. <laughs> You fucking idiot! You don't know geography, my guy. <laughs> Fuck do we do? A sh- how do? Oh man, I have to intellectually tear you through all the show. things. Out of all the things I've said, I said South Dakota hey, State, Delaware. He didn't get mad about the same shit. He didn't get what? mad about my dancing. He didn't get mad about us being late or me getting lost. He didn't get mad about anything. But I say South Dakota and Delaware are right next to each other. This bag is bad. You're so wrong. It's embarrassing. It's like people are gonna ask me, "Are you Woo! friends? Are you friends with this dude?" <laughs> you Woo! Say up shit, but at least you don't say dumb shit. This man just straight up said, "It'd be like you said one fish, two fish, two fish, seven fish, eight fish, or some stupid shit like that." Like you just made up a thing that didn't need to exist. So, All right, South well. Dakota, the Dakotas. Which, by the way, a lot of people from California are fleeing to the Dakotas. It's a weird story I read a while back. I mean, I wouldn't want to fucking live up there. Fargo's about the only thing you got going. And there's too many, like, meatheads. Oh, like, there's a lot of meathead culture in the Midwest. It's weird. But anyway, proceed. Jay Cutler was first team All-State in basketball, and he also played safety. And shorts did. Shorts also drafted. I don't believe Jay Cutler hit any fucking body at safety. They just had to put him back. It was an all state safety. Interesting. I mean, in Indiana. So, Clan Country. And he went to Vanderbilt. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. He was, what, a three star recruit? I can't find it. But just type in Jay Cutler rivals. He was a three star. That's star-recruit. literally what I put in. <laughs> That's literally what I put in. You went to Wikipedia, bro. And it should say it. It didn't even come up. Just type in J. Cutler, three-star recruit. <laughs> You're a dickhead. Two-star, probably. With high upside. No, I was like a star and a half, bro. Did you just say you were a star and a half? Yeah. <laughs> My God, you were not a fucking star and a half. 
You don't get the fuck out of my face. Wait, wait, hold on. You say I didn't deserve one star? You didn't get. You're saying I'm a zero star recruit? That's fucked up, dog. HBCU. That's fucked up. You were an HBCU recruit. You probably were an HBCU recruit, like like fucking Jaime Garza. You know who Roberto Garza is? He played for the Bears. He was a center and a guard. Nothing came up when I put in three stars. All right. Let's Jay, try four. Jay Cutler, two-star recruit. He was not a four-star recruit, I'm telling you. If he was a fucking all-state safety in Indiana, why the fuck did he play quarterback at, at Vanderbilt? Because white boys don't play DB like that anymore, except Troy Apke, but really, they called him a Troy Apke plays corner now. That's crazy. But he's really a free safety. He's really a safety playing corner. He's a, a special teams uh, gunner, juggernaut, with 4-3 speed. Because honestly, the white boys are like, oh, if I have 4-3 speed, I might as well go play receiver. Fuck out of my face. Let me catch 100 balls a year. Kind of sad Andy Isabella didn't pan out. Really sad. I was rooting for him. But, hey, it is what it is. They got like, literally, Arizona has like three receivers that run 4-3-40s. Their tight end, Max Williams, is out for the year, though. So, they got A.J. Green, at receiver, Hop. Which, by the way, DeAndre Hopkins now is like the fastest receiver uh, to like 700 catches. And yeah, he, I think he has like 756 or some shit. I don't know. But he's like, he's his gloves and shoes in the Hall of Fame now. So I think maybe it was before they used stars? I don't know. It doesn't say. Nah, they definitely used stars. When so then I guess he had no stars. I bet you I'll find it right now. And just went to Vanderbilt. Yeah, because it doesn't say if he has any stars, and he it looks like he only got one offer from Vanderbilt. All right, well, this was a fucking tangent wormhole. I mean, I'm reading a story on how he got recruited. That shit is crazy. So he really had no offers. He didn't even know what Vanderbilt was. <laughs> how do we turn this into an empathetic story about Jay Cutler? We were just slandering. He did it. <laughs> Bro, he didn't know who the... This, this segment took a turn. <laughs> he really did. He had no fucking idea where Vanderbilt was. And Vanderbilt's in Tennessee for people who don't know. I definitely didn't know that. You're, oh, God, you're dumb. Wait. You didn't know wait, Vanderbilt wait. was in fucking Tennessee this whole time? Wait, wait. They're rivals. They play each other every year, bro. When's the last time you watched a Vanderbilt game? Was Zach Cunningham there? No, it was after that. Jordan Matthews? It was that was before him. You're going back in the past now. And Tennessee is right next to Texas and Louisiana, right? Oh, God damn it, you're stupid. You're fucking dumb, bro. Alright, that one I was You're trying. a child. I, yeah, I know you I know you were. I know you were. I was like, you just tried to find two states you think were close. You don't really know where Tennessee is on the map. I know it's right above Georgia. Only because you know the, the Tennessee, Florida, Georgia line. <laughs> no idea. What is that? Never mind. I have no idea what that is. He actually it's had, probably some some racist. He actually had it's a it's a group, but yeah, Georgia is literally what's found as a slave catching state. I know you say it every time Georgia comes up here, except for when we're talking about a Georgia running back, or when we talk about Atlanta and Migos. Yeah. So he was considered a lower tier. 
uh, safety by Big Ten teams. Vanderbilt offered so him as a quarterback. So he was Detroit Hepke. Something like that. Vanderbilt offered him as a quarterback a month before signing day. That's wild. So he was on that. I'm not a safety. I'm a quarterback. Actually, this whole list of people is interesting. <laughs> Just go this ahead. This is all players who weren't recruited? or No, some of them made all pros. Oh, these are all players from... Jacob Hester, Sidney Rice. Um, and what was next on the list? Chris Williams. He was a bust at uh, Vanderbilt. Mitch Petras, Clint Bowling, Jacob he, Tanny. He had a 10-year career. Randall Cobb. Still playing, catching Sydney touchdowns. Rice, Jacob Hester. You called him. You said they compared him to Jerry Rice last week. I'm Honestly. telling you, people did compare they him did. to that. They I don't did. know why you think they I'm said lying. His hands and route running, maybe. maybe. Anyways, last one. Chiefs got their ass beat by the Bills. Touchdown or turnover? Clapped. Like they got that shit clapped in a bathroom stall during a music festival. <laughs> what? That's all right. They got their shit what? clapped. Who's getting clapped in a dirty ass music festival bathroom? Do you really want to do like a survey to find out how many people you know who have kids who are festival babies? They're out there. Anybody. It's a real thing. Google festival babies. I'm not Googling that. Google it. I'm not Googling that. Somebody probably got fucked in a bathroom stall, loved it, and then like they just tell their kids that like they met like at a park. Like there's somebody who's gonna be like hopeless place. <laughs> exactly. Like, think about it. There's whole generations of people who are gonna say, Oh, I met my, my significant other on Tinder or Bumble or a fucking dating app. And like they're gonna have to explain. Like, so I was just I was just randomly hoeing, going through my list, swiping left and right one night, and then I saw this person and they had like a funny ass emoji and they hate um they think avocados overrated just like me and we matched and then it went from there we got chipotle but we both really like avocado and then boom they fucked in a park and then like got married at a music festival and then that's how like just gen z kids are going to be born today or that's how when we're like close to grandparent age we're going to find out how some of these kids were born like, I really can't believe all these kids, all these people take their kids to festivals. Oh, yeah. I mean, I knew it, but seeing it. That shit is a real thing. It's no, crazy. I mean, I knew it. I've seen it. Yeah. But, like, seeing it, like, promoted is, like, a lot, too. Like, it's another layer of it. Like, fuck. True. Not only did you do it, but you're proud of it? Like, damn. All right. All right, well, let's get to the rants and the show. Kenny, you can go first. All right. So uh, my nephew does this thing that he's teething. Like, he's, like, really authoritative. He'll just grab your face and squeeze it. And it's funny when, like, little kids and babies try to squeeze your shit and they think they're hurting you. But then, like, the one time they squeeze your face but their nails aren't trimmed, so they slice into your cheek. And you're just like, you little motherfucker. How the fucking... Rock bottom you on this bed right now. Like, I'll give you the people's elbow, but you're too small. So I'm going to just, like, when I teach you how to play catch, I'm going to beam you in the face with a fucking two-seamer. You're not going to see coming. You're not even going to know how to hit a fucking curve. But now, nah, um, 
And my nephew just teaches me patience, like, he every day. Like, he teaches me, like, how we just take shit too seriously as adults. We take life just too seriously. Like, this shit is, like, stop, like, as Stove God Cook said, don't die taking this shit personal. They're not going to put that money in the hearse with you. Like. When I die, I put my money in the grave. I mean, honestly, it's just, it's it's funny, man. It's really funny just thinking about, you know, life and, like, how we're constantly preparing ourselves for the next stage of life. When we don't even know what fucking stage of life we're in, let's be honest. Like, we're constantly preparing ourselves for some shit that we think might come. But in reality, we're missing everything in front of us. Ain't that a bitch? Yep. Or if you're preparing, or you're not preparing, so then you just wake up one day and you're like, fuck, I should prepare. It's funny how, like, no matter where you end up, they're just infinite possibilities of fuckeration. But when it comes down to it, it's like, just enjoy life. I was, um, I saw like eight minutes of a clip of an interview with Selma Blair. She's like an actress in Hollywood. She has multiple sclerosis. And man, that shit was heartbreaking. Like, it, it's damn near impossible to make me cry or like feel like really sad emotions. But that interview was like, yeah, I gotta live life. Like I can't, I can't, I can't even make, I can't even sit here and feel bad listening to her story. Like she can't really hold her son. Multiple sclerosis. Like she's talking, and then like her voice and pitch changes, and she can't really, like she can kind of handle it. But it's just like, damn. Like I would say, go go watch that interview with Robert Roberts and uh, Selma Blair, and her talk about. She has a documentary about her struggle with um, multiple sclerosis MS and like how she's living with it. At one point she was like, I got some stem cell surgery. And I was like, if I die, I'm okay with it. Like if I die on that table, I'm fine. Um, But it's kind of, it almost like puts you in a weird place to think about like, yeah, you be doing everything right in your life. You could live your dreams out and then boom, one day you get a diagnosis some shit happens to you when your body portrays you and there's nothing you can do about it. So just live your life. Like just the urge to get up and keep going. Like the human spirit is is some cold shit. Um yeah, sorry to get all preachy. <laughs> just enjoy your life, man. Woo! Enjoy your life. Get some pussy. Don't do too much coke. Really don't do coke right now. It's laced with fentanyl. Woo! Like, it looks like, it literally looks like you were doing coke in the back the whole episode. From where you're sitting. Okay, now it just looks like you just take way too much pre-workout. Like, you just find a reason to put pre-workout in your ice cream smoothies. Just stop. But yeah. I'm just that kid who's over, overly excited to, like, just do have random. a substitute. Yeah. You're, then you end up being on your best behavior, and it's like, ah, oh, you didn't even do anything funny. But yeah, man. Can I talk yet? Yeah, y'all be safe, and you know, live your life. Don't be dicks, though. All right, well, uh, I'll just say it's been a pleasure to be here in the TGNN Latinx studio. Um, si habla español. Piquito, español. Uh, yeah, man. I'm just, I'm just, 
I'm happy to be in the position that I'm in as far as like all the opportunity that I have every week, getting here, being able to talk about football every week, you know, getting to go to conferences, talk and meet with journalists and, you know, producing my own work, working on my fellowship, like, you know, working with my brothers and sisters, helping them reach their goals and level up. And it's it's a lot of stress and, you know, it's a lot of stress that on top of, you know, managing my relationship and managing my friendships and, and it gets it gets hard. A lot of times I burn out. Sometimes it feels like I'm just moving through constant cycles of burnout. Sometimes it feels like weeks just go by. Like right now, like I can't even believe it's Thursday already. Like it feels like it was just Sunday. And, you know, these weeks, the, that that sort of things happen. The only thing you can really do is either change it, fix some shit, cut some shit out, stop doing some stuff, or just affect, or accept the fact that, you know, you're feeling a little bit burned out, you're maybe not at your most optimum, and you just have to accept that and give yourself the benefit of the doubt that you're trying your best and just keep putting your best foot in front of the other and keep moving forward. You know, that's really all you can do. And, and really, at the end of the day, the pressure, the stress, it's because you have power. It's because you have people counting on you. It's because you have opportunity. And as, as much as those things can become challenges, like, there's a lot of people out there that don't have that. They don't have anything. They're just normal people, and they don't really do anything but go to work and come home and go to sleep. And do it all over again. Those are the real heroes. All right, man. Well, this is Touchdowns and Tangents. Your Thursday night spot for NFL takes and topical tangents. Shout out to all the people who fuck with us. You can catch us on your favorite podcast at touchdownsandtangents.com, YouTube, Speaker, everywhere else. Good audio content lives. Shout out to the StreamYard folks. Uh, it was a fun episode. I got to fuck around a little bit, and we also talked about some cool stuff. So, and hopefully the taco hope man. Hopefully the taco man's outside. Uh, not only that, Jay Cutler was a two-star recruit out of uh, Santa Claus Heritage Hills High School in Indiana. A two-star safety. Probably would have went to Michigan State. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.